0: This is Linear Digressions.
1: Oh, you remembered it this time. I did. Super.
0: So what are we talking about today?
1: Today we are talking about a cholera epidemic uh, from 1850s. and what this, Yeah, the disease. Uh, the disease. The what, disease. This, what this can teach us about uh, outlier detection, actually.
0: Outlier, is that a disease too?
1: <laughs> no, no, outlier is just data points that fall far outside the general pattern.
0: Okay, so you throw a bunch of coins up in the air and they all land, and there's kind of a central point where they land, and then there's some that are really far away.
1: Yeah. Cause, and there's like one or two. Right, right. And it's a sort of a classic problem in machine learning to be able to identify outliers. Um, it's surprisingly hard to do sometimes. Okay,
0: I'm really interested to hear about the color part of it, but first let's talk about outliers. Like, where where do they...
1: Where do they come from?
0: Where, where do they come from, first of all, and then... Do you, do you tend to deal with them very often or?
1: Uh, sure, so they come from a variety of sources and what you wanna do about them actually depends on where they come from. So uh, let me give you a couple of examples. Uh, one is that they can come from just typos, right? Somebody just puts an extra zero into a column somewhere and then everything is like multiplied by 10.
0: So if you're talking about ages, You've got a bunch of people who are in their twenties and thirties and forties and fifties, and you got one person who's six hundred and seventy-two,
1: right? Yeah, instead and of they, sixty-two. Right? Yeah, that would be a, that's a perfect example. Okay,
0: um, so uh, issues in data entry is an example.
1: Right. Another place they can come from is if you have problems in your data sources. Um, so we do this in physics sometimes. Maybe you have like a noisy sensor uh, in your detector, and so it's just always beeping, and you have to have so then, if you look at how that sensor is behaving compared to everything else, you're like, oh, okay, that's doing something kind of weird. It's not—it's not a numerical problem because it really is. Uh, there really is like data always coming in from this sensor, but it's just because there's a malfunction in the sensor, not because there's like it's constantly being hit with particles. So example. would the
0: would the outlier in that case be the particles that it's it thinks it's detecting that don't actually exist?
1: Um, I would probably say that the outlier in that case is the sensor that's the giving sensor you itself. A problem. Yeah, yeah. Got it.
0: So if you have a thousand sensors and one of them is, all, is talking all the time, that sensor would be an outlier and maybe you could go and...
1: Somehow mask it out, something like that. Um, so those are two types of what I think are very not very interesting outliers. They're outliers that you just want to clean away because if you look at them, you start to get confused. Um, they don't tell you anything interesting. But there's another type of outlier, which happens when something very interesting and weird is going on, and that propagates through to the data. And if you can identify when that type of outlier is going on, then you can start to zero in on these really weird effects.
0: Okay, so I was just thinking about in school, where you have a bunch of people who don't do very well on a particular test, and everyone gets a C. And then there's one kid who gets an A minus or an A or something like that. Yeah, we all know that kid. (laughs) Yeah, so in that situation, if you're creating a grading curve, you probably don't want to curve to the one kid who did really well. You want to grade to what's generally attainable in the class.
1: That's right, that's right. But if, conversely, what you're trying to do is identify the smartest kid in the class, then obviously you'd be really interested in the outlier.
0: So one use case of this would be you make a test and everyone does really poorly on it, you might think, hmm, maybe there's a problem with our test. But if someone gets an A, you're probably thinking, all right, well, I know it's possible. Maybe maybe the issue is with the difficulty or something like that. But the outlier, just existing, tells you something.
1: Right. So maybe there's a really smart kid. Maybe somebody's cheating. But regardless, there's reason for you to think here that something something interesting is going on with this particular data point, and we want to unpack it a little bit.
0: Okay, so that's cool. How the heck does this relate to cholera?
1: Okay, so let me let me paint for you a picture. Cholera is a pretty awful. It's a, disease. It's to a get. terrible disease. Yeah. Um, these days we're fortunate enough that it's not usually a problem in the first world, but um, maybe 150 200 years ago, uh, it was sweeping through England, um, pretty regularly. So cholera is a disease um, that's born through the water. Um, So when you are sick with cholera, you have like vomiting and diarrhea, and then usually that can like contaminate water supply. And that's how the disease spreads. This was not known at the time that cholera was a big problem. Um, So it was periodically in London, they would have cholera epidemics because they didn't have good sewage or like sanitation. And they also didn't understand this idea that it was spreading through the water.
0: Do Do you know what they thought it was spreading through?
1: Yeah, so they had this idea that it was uh, something they called miasma. The miasma is, it's kind of the idea of that there's bad air. Or there's also people who say it's like the wrath of God, or maybe it's humors. They had all kinds of... Weird Humor ideas. is not
0: as in haha ha, but
1: but yeah, that your like black bile and your yellow bile are out of are out of whack. Okay. Like they used to think, yeah. So, so
0: stuff that is definitely it's uh, deprecated, I suppose, in medical science. We don't really talk about that stuff anymore because we know it's not the way right. that things work.
1: But 150 years ago, they didn't know that, right? They just knew that sometimes people get sick and that a lot of times they get sick. If you're getting sick, then your neighbors are probably getting sick too. So something's going on, but we don't understand how this disease transmission is happening.
0: Okay, and probably the kinds of people who would be sharing air would also be sharing water too, right? Right. If you're in close proximity to somebody, you're probably on the same water supply, and you're probably breathing similar air.
1: Right, and so that was why air sort of made sense, because you would see the the neighbors would get sick, and then um, you would get sick as well. Um, so, so yeah, you can understand why uh, maybe they thought this, but nonetheless, uh, they were wrong. So, uh, so what happened was there was a, a cholera outbreak in the Soho neighborhood of London in about 1850. And uh, there was a, a, a doctor named John Snow who had this hypothesis that cholera was being spread through the water. And so this was a chance that he had to try to verify whether that was the case.
0: And it's hard to do experimentation on this because you don't want you don't to.
1: No, want to do experimentation yeah. on this. <laughs> no, you definitely don't.
0: So, so really, he's probably looking at the data that is being collected about cholera outbreaks and, and who's getting sick. And it's
1: a classic example of sort of exploratory data analysis uh, with a particular eye towards hypothesis testing. Right? He has this idea. I think it's connected to the water. Now, how do I how do I prove that given the data that I have? Mm-hmm. So, um, so what he did was he made a map for himself of where geographically all of the deaths were occurring, and there started to be some patterns that were emerging. Um, they were definitely centered around a particular part of the neighborhood, um, and you can see this map today. It's it's pretty amazing. Um, there was centered around a particular uh, part of the neighborhood. There were interestingly though pockets of it of this neighborhood where the cholera didn't uh, wasn't happening. So there was a, a prison nearby that just based on the neighborhood, you would have thought had lots of cholera, but had almost no cases. And likewise, there was some stuff down the road that where you would think, oh, maybe the cholera isn't so bad down here, but where they would have lots of outbreaks or something. And so it was up to him to try to figure out how these all fit together in terms of the the water distribution. Um, So he had this hypothesis and he was going around to uh, the different places on his map, trying to figure out what they all had in common. I mean, he was reasonably well convinced that it was, it was spreading through this one specific pump that had gotten contaminated.
0: But how, how do you convince people who are dead set on a particular theory of their universe?
1: Right. Well, and that's exactly the problem. The other thing is that you have to convince, uh, I mean, this is like the water pump for the whole neighborhood. So you have to convince the authorities to turn off the water and force people to, whatever, walk a quarter mile to pick up their water. Okay. Which so the stakes are kind of high. The stakes are high. He made this map, and there was one point that fell very far away. Um, So far away that he was like, this is, that's weird. I I don't understand how this woman got cholera, because she lives too far away.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, An outlier.
1: An outlier. Uh, And so he went out to, he went and interviewed, the woman died, but he he interviewed her son. He was trying to figure out what the connection was from this woman to the neighborhood. So
0: was she in the neighborhood, or like what what's the deal there what did he find out she
1: used to live in the neighborhood she didn't anymore but she liked the flavor of the water from this particular pump which no her son knew way. and so he her son was able to give him the piece of information oh yeah she had a visitor on the day of the that the cholera outbreak started and her visitor brought with him some bottles of water from this pump that she especially like hand delivered to her right Um, And that's it and with that piece of evidence he was able to convince the authorities uh, to go like break the handle off the pump and as soon as they stopped this particular pump everything everything settled down
0: oh Um, that's insane yeah and I mean additionally that kind of revolutionizes the way medical science was thinking about disease transmission
1: it was a really amazing case of yeah that we had the right just the right data set in the hands of exactly the person who knew how to identify it. And I think it really, um, I mean, at the time, it, there was still a lot of resistance to the idea, but today it's really held up as one of the, the founding examples of sort of the germ theory of, of disease.
0: So I guess in closing, outliers aren't necessarily something that you always want to filter out. Sometimes there is actually something to learn from them.
1: Sometimes the outliers are the most interesting, yeah.
0: Oh, I love that. Linear Digressions is a podcast about data science and machine learning, produced and recorded in the studios of Udacity, a company dedicated to education. We've got some awesome courses made by people like Katie and me in data science and other tech fields. We should also remind you that all views expressed during this program were those of the speakers and not of Udacity.
1: This is a Creative Commons endeavor, which means you can share it any way you like. Just tell them we said hi. To find out more about this or any other episode of Linear Digressions, go to LinearDigressions.com. And if you don't mind, leave us a review on iTunes so other people get to listen to this content too. Thank you for being here. And we'll see you next time.